Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 41 of the story behind the tunes. My name is Calvin Volrath. I'm a fiddle player from St. Paul, Alberta, Canada. Today, we're featuring tunes from two albums from 2011 and 2019. This is Charlie Walden. to kick off episode 41 charlie walden's hoedown i love that tune and charlie walden what a great guy he is i believe he's he comes from the u.s midwest it might be chicago i met him many years ago we taught at a fiddle camp in uh, in montana monarch montana for the montana uh, old time fiddlers association and I've got to know Charlie. He started coming up to uh, the Pembroke Fiddle Contest, I'm going to say, eight or ten years ago or something. Him and his uh, dear lady, Pat. And uh, they take part at the Fiddle Contest and all the jam sessions. And they've made quite a name for themselves over there in Pembroke. They've been coming every year. I figured it was time I wrote him a tune. And this was released on an album in 2019 called The Gift. Jeremy Russo is playing the piano, and Jeremiah McDade from Edmonton playing the horn there. I think it's a saxophone, not exactly sure, or it might be a, some kind of a clarinet. I don't know. I just love that sound, that sound with the fiddle, and, and he's a killer, killer player, and he's a great fiddle player too, let me tell you, and a wonderful guitar player, talented guy from the famous I'm playing the red. You can check out Charlie Walden on YouTube and Facebook. And since the pandemic hit, he's been doing all kinds of stuff online. And it's just wonderful engaging with other fiddle players and uh, having jam sessions and teaching. And, uh, oh, the possum, Camp Possum, I think it's called. And just Google Charlie Walden fiddle player and you'll come up with him. Great guy, him and his wife, Pat, just wonderful, wonderful people and do so much. 
Many years ago, I met a gentleman in Edmonton by the name of Alex Maduke. And uh, I knew, uh, I, I guess I met him through the fiddle contest. He played the fiddle and played guitar, and we got to know each other, and he invited me over to his house, and, and he was making fiddles. Yeah, He made a guitar as well. I seen the guitar he made was absolutely beautiful. I think he only made one. Then he started making fiddles, and just absolutely gorgeous fiddles. And then I found out that he plays accordion, a talented guy. He was a bus driver in Edmonton, and uh, he's retired now. Uh, love his accordion playing. I wrote him a, a polka and uh, call it the Alex Maduke polka. Here we go. Everybody polka. One, two. the Alex Maduke Polka. Alex comes from, he was living in Edmonton, now he's in St. Albert, Alberta, and I haven't seen him a whole lot lately. Hey, with the pandemic, we haven't seen a whole lot of anybody lately, but Alex, I hope you're doing well, still making fiddles. That was Alex playing the the accordion on that cut right there. Uh, So thrilled to have Alex on there. And, uh, and I mentioned he was a great fiddle player. I remember borrowing one of his fiddles to go enter the Canadian Grandmasters Fiddle Contest one year, way back in the day. 
beautiful tone on his instruments. That was released on an album in 2011 called Fiddle Nation. That's the wonderful Trent Bruner playing the piano. I'm playing the rest of the instruments, and old Alex is playing the accordion. Bingo! Now, here's a different kind of a tune. I released this uh, in, in, two ni- in 2019 on the album called The Gift, and it's a little bit different. It's a polka, and it's a waltz. Uh, I, I think I, I started writing this tune when we were down in Mexico with Randy and Eleanor Foster. And uh, hey, I, re- I wrote lots of tunes down there, and come home and recorded it, and I didn't know if I was writing a waltz or if I was writing a polka, so I put the two together. This is called the waltzing polka. How much fun is that? The, somebody should invent a dance for that. It's kind of like the butterfly a little bit. It's a polka, and then you got a waltz for a couple of bars. Where does it all come from? Who knows? Thank you, everybody, for the inspiration. Thank you, all the weird people, for all the inspiration. The waltzing polka. That's uh, I, I mentioned that was on the album The Gift in 2019. Jeremy Russo is playing the piano and the accordion. I'm playing the rest of the instruments. (laughs) 
When the pandemic hit back in March of 2020, us musicians, we ran into a brick wall. What are we going to do? Well, hey, many of us have found a new way to uh, try to stay afloat and uh, make a living. And I kind of got into doing some video editing and doing the online workshops, the online camp. And I thought about doing a podcast, uh, just telling the story of my tunes. When I was out performing, I was always playing my tunes and telling the stories. And people love the stories. So I started the podcast, The Story Behind the Tunes, in hopes that people will enjoy the show direct them to my website calvinvolrath.com to hopefully purchase a cd or an mp3 digital download i've got all my albums are are on uh, my website you can download them immediately and it's similar to itunes but better than itunes because at itunes you get the audio you don't get any credits or anything like that on my website you get the cover you get all the credits who played on all the stories of the tunes i always type in there why the tune is called what it is calvinvolrath.com is where you go i also have all the sheet music i've got it in and you can download it as a as a as a book or individual sheets and everything's listed in alphabetical order i have video lessons on camp calvin and so if you're enjoying the podcast and enjoying what i'm doing and you believe in uh, music and musicians you'd be doing me a great favor if you would go to my website and purchase a cd we got lots of cds we can mail everywhere in the world or you can download anything immediately calvinvolrath.com hey way back when i was a youngster i remember the term indian summer which meant like in September, October, you had absolutely beautiful weather. It was, uh, the sun was red in the sky when it was setting and, and you didn't get a lot of rain. It was just like a, a, a second summer. They called it Indian summer. Well, in 2010, I wrote a tune that sounded a little bit native to me and uh, I titled this Indian Summer.
I I really really enjoy. That's one of my favorite. That's one of my favorite waltzes right there. I just love that. Released in uh, 2011 on the album called Fiddle Nation. Trent Bruner's playing the piano. Uh, you can guess who was playing the rest of the instruments. Old Cal. There we go. Indian Summer. Hey, everybody loved a good Indian Summer. When I taught at the Canadian Grandmasters Fiddle Camp in Ottawa for many, many, many years, I kind of had a tradition of uh, writing tunes there. Uh, I write tunes everywhere. But at at that camp, I would write a tune and I would dedicate it to uh, somebody that was very special to the camp. It might be uh, one of the organizers or one of the students or just a special person sitting in the crowd that would come every year. And and I believe the year was 2018. Um, Keith McNally, a dear man, elderly. He might be 90 years old now. You'd never know it. He skis everything i don't think he's a fiddle player but he loves the fiddle music for sure and he used to show up with his video camera and want to videotape the concerts and go home and watch them and anyways i believe 2018 i wrote him a tune and uh, and when I, I i wrote it during this particular day i met, my concert was on a wednesday and i think i wrote the tune on wednesday i played it that night in the concert and I pointed out to Keith to everybody, and everybody knows Keith anyways. And, and while I was playing this tune on stage, I realized that uh, we could have words to this song, for, to this tune. And I started singing, Keith McNally. Well, everybody in the crowd started to sing it. You'll, you'll hear it. And in, uh, in uh, 2000, and, well, in the fall, in the winter of 2018 is when I was recording my album. And uh, we, had a, we had a New Year's Eve party here at our house. And I got everybody down in the basement to, to sing uh, Keith McNally on, uh, on this recording. And my brother Gary brought his dog Luther. And he's just the best dog in the world. He'll do absolutely anything you tell him. And he's so happy. He hasn't got a mean bone in his body. And well, we got him down into the uh, into the studio to lead us in choir. This is Keith McNally. Count us in, Luther. <laughs>
What a fun tune, Keith McNally. That is, uh, I, I enjoy that. I taught at a, at a, at a fiddle uh, festival here just a few weeks back in in uh, Chelsea, Quebec, called the Gatineau Hills Fiddle Festival, and this is one of the tunes that I taught to everybody. And Keith, uh, your uh, positive, happy-go-lucky way inspired that tune right there. And uh, uh, so glad that uh, Keith McNally just fitting there everybody was singing and at the party luther was just so happy to help out and that was a uh, big fun that was released on the album called the gift in 2019 uh, jeremy Russo playing the piano i'm playing the rest of the instruments and under the leadership of luther we get my friends and my family uh, they could be called the ordinaires I'm going to tell you about probably the biggest gig I've ever got in my life. The year was 2008. I was um, uh, doing some music for the Junos in Calgary. I got hired to play uh, at a concert. It wasn't the Juno uh, Awards show. It was uh, another concert they were doing the night before in another theater in downtown Calgary. And I had to come down and play a, a couple of tunes on this show. And I sent off my uh, music to the musical director. I played the played the two tunes and I didn't know anybody in the band. But after the show was over, the musical director, his name was Dave Pierce. And he was playing drums on that show. And after we were done, he said, hey, Calvin, is it ever good to play with you again? And I hadn't realized that I had played with him. He wasn't familiar to me, and I didn't know the name. And I said, oh, we've played together. He said, oh, yeah. He said, when I was just a youngster, he said, I was the drummer in in the Calgary Fiddlers, a group of fiddlers out of Calgary that uh, recorded a bunch of my tunes. And I think the year was 1993. I did a concert in Calgary, and the Calgary Fiddlers got up to play with me uh, this medley of tunes that they recorded of mine. And Dave said, this was one of the highlights of my young career, getting up on stage and playing music with you. And he says, hey, I've got a big gig coming up here in the next couple of years, and I'm going to give you a call to see if you can help me out on it. And I went, oh, okay. I didn't know what that was all about. And anyways, uh, in uh, 2009, like a, a year later, I got an email from Dave's team uh, uh, saying that Dave was going to be the uh, musical director for the opening ceremonies of the Vancouver 2010 uh, Olympics, the opening ceremonies. And they asked me to sign a confidentiality agreement that I don't say nothing to nobody, and uh, then they would be back in touch with me. So, well, this was going to be easy to sign because I knew absolutely nothing, and I signed this contract. So you can only imagine how thrilled I was that he was calling me out. He needed my help in this, in the Olympics to, for the opening ceremonies. I wondered what it was. They're going to ask me to come and play. I couldn't believe it. Anyways, after I signed the, this uh, this agreement, I got another email from uh, Dave, and it was like, hey, Calvin, uh, I know that you're uh, uh, well-informed with what's going on in the fiddle world in Canada. Can you recommend some 
fiddle players, some young fiddle players that need a, a good big break in the music business, and we're going to have them out, out on stage playing on center field. And hey, I was I was hoping he was going to ask Cal to come and play, but oh no, he needed my advice in uh, in putting out some names of some some of the other younger fiddle players out there. So I did my part and sent it in to him. He replied back, "Oh, thank you so much, Calvin." He said, "I'll be back in touch with you." Well, a few weeks later, uh, uh, I get another email from him and he says hey how soon can you be in vancouver i need you in vancouver uh i can't tell you why but uh, and i was busy that summer in uh, 2009 teaching at fiddle camps all across the country and i looked at my calendar i said look i'm i can't get there till i think it was august 11th uh two months later he said okay he said that's just fine he said uh uh make sure just confirm that that date's going to be good he said i'm going to get plane tickets for you and your wife and we're going to fly you out to vancouver and he says i can't tell you nothing so I went, oh my God, is this ever strange? I was thrilled that I was still going to be involved. Maybe I was going to coach these these younger fiddle players on how to play. I didn't know. Maybe he wanted to go golfing. Not. Uh, anyways, we flew out there August 11th, and it was so secretive. It was kind of like uh, the Godfather movie. They they picked uh, Raya and I up at the airport, and they took us to downtown Vancouver, and they put us in a hotel. We didn't have to go check in or nothing. They would they had the key. We up in the room. There was a note on the on the dresser said somebody will be here to pick you up at uh, 3:45 and uh, meet us at the in the lobby, and uh, so. Raya stayed in the hotel. I went down to the lobby, 345, and I took my fiddle, thinking I might need my fiddle. And uh, somebody came up to me and said, you're Calvin Volrath. Yep. They put me in the back seat of a car. Uh, we drove through downtown. We went to an industrial part of town. Uh, there was no sign on the building. I thought, oh, my God, what is going on? This is a little bit scary. And uh, we got to the door. It was locked. Uh, there was a buzzer. The driver rang the buzzer, and Dave Pierce come to the door. I went, oh, thank God, somebody I know. Uh, and we walked down this big, long hallway to the back of this building, and here we walked into a studio. I said, well, uh, where's all the fiddlers? What's happening? He says, I want you to write music for the opening ceremonies here. Calvin, he says, you write tunes. Everybody plays your tunes, and you're, you're versed in all the different styles, and we need five fiddle tunes. Well, I was floored. I couldn't believe it. I was just so honored and thrilled that he's asking. I says, Dave, you could have phoned me and asked me to do this at home. I mean, you didn't have to fly me out. And I said, how soon do you need these tunes? He said, today. I need these today. I went, oh, my God. And he says, here, the first two, he says, this is what I'm thinking. I got some chords set up for the first tune, and it's going to be the French-Canadian portion. And then we're going to want to go to the West Coast uh, style. And then we, we need a Métis style, and we need an East Coast style, and we need a Prairie style, and we need an Ottawa Valley style. And I went, okay. So he, he set out these chords and rhythm for the first tune, and I started to play. And uh, and then it kind of went right into a second tune. He was on the piano. He played piano as well. It was really amazing how this happened. In three hours, we had we had five tunes. It was amazing. Uh, and he was recording the whole thing at the studio while I was playing, and he had the microphone on my fiddle, and we were recording. And after three hours or four hours, whatever it was, uh, 
I said, look, I said, I'd really like to go back to my room and just hone in on these melodies and get them a little bit closer. Uh, so we'll let, let me record this on my phone and so I can go back to my room and learn the tunes and practice them a little more. He said, okay, that'd be fine. We set up a time for 10 o'clock in the morning and, and he stayed in the studio after I left and he started orchestrating all these tunes and, and made an arrangement to it. I come back the next morning and uh, he was happy with my melodies um, and so he made me record the fiddle track I'm, I'm 20 times so it sounded like there was a many many fiddle players well i was just absolutely thr- thrilled with this and the whole process went on for you know we, we flew home that day and then in edmonton just maybe a, oh two months before the, the the olympics he called me up and said he wanted to get a whole bunch more fiddlers wanted me to gather some fiddle players in edmonton to uh, to play on this and so i gathered oh a bunch of fiddle players in edmonton alfie and byron meyer and uh Shannon Johnson, John Calverly, and myself, and uh, we started playing this music. I had to send everybody the music and, and the tracks beforehand because it was very, very fast. I can't remember how many beats per minute, and and the tunes are quite complex. And anyways, they learned them. We went into the studio, and and then maybe in, in January, I got the call. They said that, uh, Calvin, we would love for you to be a part of this. We want to fly you and your wife out to Vancouver. We want you to be there. We, they've chosen all the the... The, the fiddlers that are going to be down on main stage and they had me sit in with the symphony orchestra as the composer of these tunes it was really really a thrill of a lifetime and so honored that i got the call uh to compose these tunes and um we called the the, the medley fiddle nation and it was recorded on on the olympic album and so they wouldn't let me record this on my album in 2010. So I actually didn't release uh, an album in 2010. Uh, I waited to 2011, and I re-recorded the medley myself and uh, and named an album after it. The album's called Fiddle Nation, and here's the five tunes collectively called Fiddle Nation. The first tune is called La Real Ooh La La representing uh, French Canada. Uh, the second tune is called The West Coast Reel. Uh, the third tune is called Teepee Creeping uh, for the Métis style. The fourth tune is called The Great Eastern Jig, uh, representing Eastern Canada. And the fifth tune is called The Prairie Hoedown. And then it ends with the most famous Canadian fiddle tune of all, by Ward Allen, called Maple Sugar. And and for this recording, I actually called Ward's wife, Anne, and asked if I could use Ward's original recording on my recording and uh, have me play along with Ward. And I added my own band to it. And so Ward kicks off Maple Sugar. Here we go. Fiddle Nation.
What a thrill to be involved with the 2010 Vancouver Winter Olympics. And uh, thanks so much, Dave Pierce. So glad I met you when you were drumming with the Calgary Fiddlers as a young guy. And I made some kind of a mark in your life for you to uh, give me a call to be a part of this. Uh, Amazing, amazing. Uh, so honored and thrilled. That uh, was uh, Fiddle Nation, released in 2011. Trent Bruner is playing the piano, and I'm playing the rest of the instruments, except for when we get into the maple sugar at the end. That's Ward Allen kicking it off, and his band, not sure who was all in that band. And then I add some instruments to that. I'm playing the fiddle along with Ward, and added a bass and some rhythm guitars and what have you. Uh, Wow, there we go, Fiddle Nation. Now you know the rest of the story. Hey, I want to let you know about Camp Kelvin, which is coming up January 15th to 18th, 2022 on the Zoom video platform. We're doing it online, and this is the fourth time we're doing it online since the pandemic hit. And you know what? It has just been absolutely amazing. It's great for the students. Hey, you can be anywhere in the world uh, and sitting in the comfort of your own home, uh, your igloo, your motorhome, your boat, the beach, wherever you're at. As long as you got an internet connection, you can uh, be a part of Camp Calvin. You'll also get access to the videos for a full year after camp is over. We teach fiddle, guitar, and piano. The fiddle teachers for this camp, myself, I'm going to be teaching fiddle. Uh, uh, Daniel Gervais, a two-time Canadian Grandmaster Fiddle Champion from Edmonton, he's going to be teaching fiddle. Brian Hebert from Pembroke, Ontario, a Canadian treasure, composer of great tunes and an educator all his life. He's back at Camp Calvin once again teaching the fiddle. And we also have April Virch, originally from Ontario, now living in the United States. The dear April Virch, she's so good and a great teacher. So thrilled to have her back once again. We also have Kimberly Holmes is going to be teaching the piano at Camp Calvin. She's been a, a, a mainstay at Camp Calvin for years. We also have her husband, Skip Holmes, going to be teaching the guitar this year. This is the first time we're going to have Skip there, but he's a great player and a great educator. You're going to go to Camp calvin.ca registration opens up on november 1 2021 it's going to be absolutely affordable for everybody this is geared to your everyday average fiddler it's not geared to the advanced fiddler even though advanced fiddlers can join in if they like when you pay your registration fee you can take all the fiddle classes all the guitar classes all the piano classes the jam session absolutely everything you get them all See you there, Camp Calvin, January 15th to 18th, 2022, campcalvin.ca. My mom's mom, she was a Carnegie. Everybody's heard of Carnegie Hall and all that. So we've got some Carnegie roots in in our blood. In 2018, at uh, Camp Calvin, I wrote uh, a tune at the Composer's Workshop that sounded quite Scottish to me. It sounds Scottish, and Carnegie is definitely Scottish. And uh, so I called this tune My Carnegie Roots. Mm-hmm. 
what a pretty melody that is. Uh, I haven't played it in a while. Hey, with the pandemic, I haven't been playing a whole lot other than writing some new stuff. And there's not a lot of concerts going on. But I, I love that tune right there. Uh, you know, I say that I'm not looking for a cookie and I'm not bragging when I say all this, when I say I like something. I say I've written near 800 tunes. I've written a whole lot more than that. I've kept 800 tunes about. Uh, it's because I like them. I record, I, I, I write them and I like them and uh, I keep them. If I write a tune and I don't like it, it gets thrown out. It gets thrown in the garbage, and it never even gets put on paper. It's just in my mind, and I don't like it, and it's never to be thought of again. And so I'm sure I've written 2,000 or 3,000 tunes and just kind of thrown a whole bunch away. I've kept 800. It's because I like them. And when I hear these tunes again, I go, wow, do I ever like that tune? Pretty, pretty melody. My Carnegie Roots. That's Jeremy Russo playing the piano on there. I'm playing most of the rest of the instruments. The accordion is being played by the great Phil Cunningham from Scotland. What a great uh, ambassador and all those uh, years. And still, he plays with Ali Bain. And I met Phil at the Celtic Colors Festival in Cape Britain. And uh, we got to be friends. And when I wrote this, Scottish... I thought him being from Scotland, who better to have play the accordion on this but the great Phil Cunningham. Back in 2010, uh, I wrote a tune. My wife, Rhea, and I, we were huge, huge David Letterman fans. And way back, maybe in the early 2000s, we went to Las Vegas for a holiday, for a three-day holiday or always oh, a week holiday, whatever. We had never taken a holiday before. You're a musician. You didn't take holidays. You were always playing and... We decided to take a holiday, and and we just absolutely loved it. And so we said, every fall, we're going to try to take a holiday somewhere and go for a week and just kind of get away from the business for a little bit. And and I mentioned we're big, big David Letterman fans. And so we thought, wouldn't it be great if we went to New York and got tickets to go to the David Letterman show. And so, oh, we we sent an email, or I guess you go on David Letterman's website, and it says, you want tickets? Click here. And well, we did this months and months before we did it in the spring, and it says uh, it's, it's a lottery system. You have to fill in your dates when you want to go. And so we picked some dates that we thought we could go. They wanted you to pick two or three or four different dates that might work. And so we said, well, we would go in September and we give them a, oh, five or six different dates in September that we could go. And, uh, and we never, ever heard back from them. And we thought, oh, I guess we didn't win the lottery. And it, we, we were kind of sad because we were looking forward to it. Anyways, on September 10th or something, just a week before we had give our dates, we get a phone call from the David Letterman people. Say, hey, your name has been chosen here, and you've uh, chosen to, uh, uh, you're going to be in New York next week, and, and you've picked three or four days. Which day do you want? We'll give you tickets on uh, September 22nd. Well, we went, we never heard from you, so we didn't book any trip. We were coming to see David Letterman, and then we were going to make a holiday out of it. And they said, oh, oh, well, geez, we don't want you to make a special trip just for that. No, no, this is a... This is a special trip for us to come and sit in David Letterman's studio. And um, we said, we'd love to see if we can put something together. Let us, uh, will you give us an hour so we'll contact a hotel and see if we can get some plane tickets from uh, an airline. And so, yeah, they said, we'll call back in one hour. So Ray and I, we worked diligently for an hour 
two hours, whatever it was, and we found a hotel and we found airline tickets, and and then they called back a, an hour later, and we said, okay, we've uh, we've got everything in place, and uh, so do we just get the tickets? They said, oh no, you have to answer a skill testing question before, and we went, oh no. Well, we didn't pay for none of the tickets, or we just had the plane tickets on hold, and we had uh, the hotel on hold, and so they said uh, the 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 announcer for David Letterman. Uh, you see him. What color is his hair? Well, we knew that. We watched David Letterman every night, and uh, his hair was red. Coulter. What was his first name? I can't remember. It's been so long now. Uh, anyways, re- yes, exactly right. His ha- his hair is red, and so we could go. So Ray and I, we went and bought our plane tickets, booked our hotel, and we were set to go. We hopped on the airplane, and as we were flying over top of the city in New York, unbelievable i'm the guy the big apple hey this is the big apple look at it it was so amazing and guess what old cal gets a tune going through his head and in my head the tune is called the big apple and i hummed that tune all day there on got off the airplane and then we get on the on the on the subway and oh it was really an amazing we were there for a whole week we stayed right next door to Carnegie Hall, uh, just uh, two blocks away from uh, um, uh, Central Park, and Carnegie Deli was Kitty Corner. We stayed at the Wellington Hotel, right? We were maybe, oh, a half a mile or something from uh, Times Square. This We wanted to be right in the middle of it all. So anyways, I come home and I recorded this tune called The Big Apple. And if you listen really, really close in there, you'll hear me quote, from a Frank Sinatra song. I'm not going to tell you where. You got to listen close. This is the Big Apple.
start spreading the news. Hey, old Sneaky Kel got that in there. Did you find it? The Big Apple. That was released in uh, 2011 on the Fiddle Nation album. Trent Bruner's playing the piano. Old Cal's playing the rest of the instruments. New York, New York, thank you for the inspiration. Hey, well, it's time to give a shout-out to my good buddy Mike Gilmore at Collector's Corner Violins. Hey, all your fiddle needs, violin needs, whatever you need, Mike Gilmore is the guy. He's located in Edmonton, Alberta. He has a website, ccviolins.ca. He's got a great selection of uh, fine, fine instruments, student-grade instruments, uh, bows, whatever you need, strings, chin rests, chin pads, shoulder rests, whatever you need. I'll tell you what, he can ship worldwide. He's a great repairman of fiddles as well. He's repaired a number of my fiddles over the years and set up lots of them. He's a great supporter of fiddle music in Canada, the fiddle organizations and the young fiddlers, giving everybody a break, whatever he can. Go check him out, ccviolins.ca. Old Michael, he won't do you no wrong. Well, there we go, episode 41, the story behind the tunes in the books. I hope you enjoyed it. I had fun. Only got eight, only got to about eight tunes today. The Fiddle Nation story is a long story, but a good one, an important one in old Cal's history. I want to thank everybody that has sent me uh, emails or clicked on their uh, comment section of your uh, podcast stream and said that you're listening. Those of you that have sent me some tips, some donations, uh, encouraging me to go on and letting me know how much you're enjoying the show. Thrilled by that. I've been doing this for... This is November 21, I think, this episode. I started on November 15th, so we've been going about a year now. Episode 41. Everybody, until next week, you take care, stay safe, and have a good day.